What's up, everyone? Welcome back. It's David from the Real Sports Science Podcast, and we've got episode number 33 for you today, where we talk about ice baths or hot packs, the recovery dilemma, part two. So last time we talked about more ice therapy or cold therapy, cold water immersion. Should you take, should you ice injuries? Well, we're going to the other side today. We're talking about hot packs, saunas, steam rooms, hot tubs. So make sure you come along. We hope you enjoy it. We got some sports news, and as always, we end off with some quick fire questions. It's Matt and David. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the RSS Podcast. He's David. I'm Matt. Episode 32. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome. Welcome back. Episode number 33, Ice Baths or Hot Packs, the recovery, recovery, recovery dilemma part two. It's Saturday morning. I'm still waking up. I got my coffee here. Ooh, I also got overnight oats that I've been trying. Have you ever done overnight oats, Matt? Yeah, but like I was at uni with my mates and we didn't know how to properly do it. So we just like it was like... Yes, short story, yes. Long story, dodgy. (laughs) Well, I don't know if this is... I mean, it tastes good. So I just have oats and then milk and then uh, two scoops of CMP whey protein because your boy got to get the protein in. So I I made two the other day and one I put the chocolate one in that I have and then the other one I put the jammy one in. So like one of the three flavors of the the donut line with Project D and it is good. Put some... Uh, yogurt on top of that each scoop has 21 grams of protein so i i put two scoops in because i was like why not stop why stop at one right push yourself so this has like i'm i'm eating i'm like man i'm really like i'm getting really full i was like that's because there's bare protein in here (laughs) so yeah it's like uh what's that uh, trend on uh What's that trend where it goes, oh, would you like a one scoop of protein or double it and pass it on to the next guy? And you were the next guy that said, yeah, mate, I'll take two scoops of double protein. Double it and give it to me, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm. But well, you yeah, should do that. Having some good free munch. Oh, yeah, I got to see it. Well, it's a Saturday morning, 930. I'm about, I'm going yeah. training after this. So I got a few. Do you think uh, the king's having his overnight oats? You think King has overnight oats? Yeah. Right to the King's go to breakfast, you reckon? You reckon? Uh, I would never say that. You overnight know. oats? Uh, nah, he probably has a, a quick shake, a uh, banana, probably some other fruits with some CMP. Nah, probably bread, like obviously. over-toasted bread with butter, but like the butter's too hard, so it breaks the bed up, bread up a little bit, you know? Yeah, and then and then someone because it's so infuriating to him, he just uh, gives a little nod, and then that person who brought the butter gets taken away quietly, and all you hear is just scuffle of the shoes, <laughs> and they call it, and it's just like, no, but I'm sorry, and then he gets taken away, and then we never hear of Billy ever again. Um, what does well, he have for breakfast? Turn. Actually, this took a turn. <laughs> Do you know what he probably he would he'd have an English breakfast, wouldn't he? Well, I suppose. I suppose he's not gonna have the continental he's not gonna have a 
no. some like European well, stuff because we left mm-hmm. the EU. <laughs> still in Europe though, like still in I know, Europe, but the continent. If, if true, you you think he has the black pudding as well? Have you ever had black pudding? Uh, yeah, it's grim. not for me. Oh, it's yeah. so grim. Doesn't make it sense. Li- does it? Literally, like j- like pig blood made into a Jello patty. <laughs> yeah, just doesn't Disgusting. make sense. So many things that we've that the humans have created that's just amazing. Like, look at us. We can see each other. We can talk to each other. And some absolute. And, it, and then you still got people go, eating. Oh, this would be a good concoction to make. Yeah. 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 I saw one. I oh, saw goodness. one. Me was like. It was a picture of like beans on toast. I don't know what, as a foreigner, I don't know what the deal is with Brits and their beans on toast. Like I've had beans on toast before, but but Brits absolutely love their beans on toast. It's like the best thing ever. I just don't get it. It slaps. You know what? And so like so people are like, it's, oh, it's a combination. A, had a banging breakfast today. Just a picture of like burnt toast and just beans. Really? Yeah, because it's like this. Look, ready? It's bread goes in, dang. That goes in there, dang. Two minutes later, you got all the nutrition you need. (laughs) Like mix in an egg, maybe a couple slices of bacon or something, you know? Like mix it up a little bit. I had a private interview. I had a private interview with two big CrossFitters. It was Zach George and uh, Matt Fraser, and they both told me they have (laughs) beans on toast every morning. I wasn't part of that. Matt Fraser, he's not British. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's but hilarious. still, he still knows about the culture. He knows about <laughs> that culture, David. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. How was your week? We're gonna get sponsored by Heinz Beans. That'll be sick. I yeah, that would be that would be funny. Um, Except that we'd have to like eat beans every single podcast or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the content, um, and you can. No, you get you free ketchup. Beans. Free ketchup, oh, all the condiments, all the condiments. That's true. Um, but yeah, that that we, we didn't plan that. That conversation <laughs> just happened in the spur of the moment. That was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How was your week? Um, How was work? You're because you're done. You're done uh, rugby now, right? Yeah, just had an awards dinner last night, um, <laughs> which was which was nice to see everyone again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So you were you up Work, on the stage uh, the whole time, just like another award. Oh, Matt Cowley, thank you. Sit down. Next award. Speech, oh, Matt Cowley. Speech. Yes. Okay. My people, look. Um, I, I mean, I hope you're doing all Broncos right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd like to accept this award um, for being the absolute best lad um, and the friendliest face of the club, the community member, the glue. They call me. They always call me the glue because I hold everything together. Um, Nah, no speeches. I just sat in the corner and just um, clapped the whole time. As a, nice, yeah, nice. That's I got one mention. Uh, they were like, thank you to the backroom staff, uh, Matt, the back room and then staff. mentioned all the other names. I, oh, oh, just my name. Okay, cool. I thought I was getting an award, but no, nah, it's all right. Like no, no, Matt, it was all about rugby. Down, weirdly enough, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, boring. Um, but yeah, that's did about Seb it, really. did Seb have a good speech? No, no, no. It was our director of rugby that did all the talking. Sebi. Uh, Sebi, as he likes to be called. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there's not going to be part two of that interview now. Yeah, uh, not a friend of the podcast anymore. <laughs> My week, I've... You didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. Um, 
I'll show you with David, talking. and that's going to yeah, get yeah. cut before. Nice, good, good. Um, I've been playing catch up on like when my parents were here, and I'm basically in August. I have to have a ten thousand word. It's like I have to have written ten thousand words as part of like my first year review, and it could be anything. It could be like a literature review. Could be kind of like an intro with with some like um, data from your first study. And we're not sure how far along I'm going to be at that point or like when I actually have to write it. So I've started writing it like 2000 words in or something. I've just like started ticking off a couple sections that I know won't change like anatomy and like function of the plantar flexors. And man, it's so difficult. I went in thinking that like I'd read a lot and I have read a lot, but it's been a lot on like plantar flexion assessment, which is coming up next on on the literature review review such a difficult word to say um but like anatomy is easy but then function like i haven't i've read into it but not as deeply and it's so annoying like you'd read one or you'd you'd i'd like wow type a sentence and then go and read a paper and then from that paper i'd be like oh i should probably mention that Oh, I should probably like read this other paper, get that paper. I was like, Oh, there's another good reference in there. I should probably read that. And it's just taken much longer than I was anticipating. So I'm going to have to put in some shifts maybe over the next couple of weekends. Um, Ooh, exciting news though. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I'm, I'm going to Switzerland in a couple of weeks. Come on. Um, going to St. Moritz with British Athletics for their, uh, well, they're right there right now for an altitude camp that I'm going up for the last week of the altitude camp, just helping out, doing some testing, driving athletes around. So super excited for that. That's going to be sick. Have you seen pictures of St. Moritz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just wondering if there's still, you could do some skiing out there. Yeah, I doubt there's. I mean, maybe up up on the glaciers, but yeah, I was gonna, I was checking like the what the weather's like, but yeah, no, mm. stunning, stunning place. Yeah, they could have done altitude camp in like some. Uh, yeah, sh- sh- it's nice that where they're going, eh? <laughs> well, they do go other places as well, but this time around they go to Saint Moritz, which is which is pretty sick. It's they like, like oh, we got David coming. We need to. It's eighteen hundred meters above sea level, so it's not it's not just a little hill, you know what I mean? So maybe I'll have to go for a run out there and just do a podcast right after and see how much I'm sucking wind. Cause that's pretty high. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on, keep it classy. <laughs> no, it's just it's you. Actually, it's not me, it's you, because I never know what's gonna come after. <laughs> um Nah, to be one fair, time, what, I messed you, up one, one time t- on the podcast. Matt. <laughs> oh, that's funny though. You're talking. Why? Why can't you guys go Scotland? That's one thousand three hundred meters above sea level. Just go. Uh, yeah, just like go the on peak. Top of ben Nevis. Like the peak of the mountain. We're all just like huddled around the peak of the mountain. Just, yeah, <clears throat> that'll be sick. Nah, Switzerland this sounds nice. amazing. To be fair, you're 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 gonna thoroughly enjoy that. That sounds. Sick. Yeah, yeah, I'm that excited. Very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, should uh, should we get into the bulk of things? Some sports news. Uh, pretty sad one actually. 
this week. We only got one sport news, and it's pretty sad. Um, Tori Bowie passed away, and she was only 32 years old. She passed away like four days ago on May 2nd. Um, but before we get into that, just a bit about her. Uh, and I, I'm going to pull up the tweet. <clears throat> just a list of her like accomplishments. World 100-meter yeah. champion in 2017. Olympic 4x100-meter champion 2016. World 4x100-meter champion in 2017. Olympic 100-meter silver medalist 2016. Olympic 200-meter bronze medalist 2016. World 100-meter bronze medalist 2015. So absolutely decorated. Anyway, super tragic. So only 32 years yeah. old. May 2nd, she passed away. Um, and uh, police found her, unfortunately, um, in her apartment during a wellness check after, I guess, friends and family hadn't been had heard from her in, in a couple days. And that's all they're saying. Um, so that's really, really tragic. Um, and obviously, we don't know what happened, but it just kind of brings like when you see an athlete, especially I think especially an athlete, because I think, you know, there's been a lot in and around athletes and mental health. When you see an athlete so young pass away, um, it just does kind of bring up the topic of mental health and always kind of having that support network. And I think Ollie said it last week as well. Not last week, but when we chatted to him. So like you never know what somebody is going through. I think he was talking about like, um, or we were talking about strongmen in the gym and how a lot of strongmen struggle with eating disorders. And, and I think I said like in a gym setting, often those guys, like you think, oh, they don't have a problem. Like they can eat whatever they want or whatever because they're trying to just get huge and strong. Um, and, and just like you never know what somebody is going to through and obviously like we don't we they didn't release what like how she died and, and they probably won't like that's not for us to know um but yeah just yeah. absolutely tragic it's important to have people that you can call and no matter what even if they don't pick up but like you know like it's important to have people that you're able to call and talk to about anything mm. um do you know, like it's it's and even if you don't, it's it's essential for you just to have that backup because you know everyone life's never just going to be a straight up, straight like slope up to Saint Moritz. You know, have that two thousand meter elevation, but like you know, you're always going to go through different points, and you need to have a good support network. That's the importance of community. You know, we're talking about hundreds. You know, that a long, long time ago, you still have that community because people always need to be surrounded by people to support each other through tough times, to support each other through great times as well. Um, and it, there's a massive importance in that. And uh, yeah, just just find your community. Um, and if you don't have one, then you've got one here. That's right. The RSS Come community. That's um, right. Yeah. Where where we can have like monthly meetups just uh it's going to be David and I just for the next, what, five monthly meetups. But when we hit a big time, it will be uh, David and I still because we won't have hit it big time. But um, <laughs> nah, just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have that. Uh, just get, yeah, strong community. It's very important. Yeah, it so, is so, it is so important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely tragic. Um, and that that is all the sports news. Nothing else there. Kind of quiet week other than, other than that um, on the sport front. Yeah. Um, um, I guess because the bloody... Yeah, because of the coronation, is that what you're gonna say? 
<laughs> yeah. That's right. For all you Ready? for for everyone overseas, King Charles coronation is that is that happening today actually, I think. So London yeah, is, yeah, yeah, be it is an absolute disaster. My girlfriend and I are driving not to London but to Surrey, so just what is that south of London, I guess? But not actually, it's like southwest yeah. of London. Southwest? Past London. So I'm expecting it's going to be pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. And then we're, before getting into the topic of this week, uh, we're down in London on Tuesday. So it's Saturday today. We're down in London on Tuesday. We're filming a podcast. We're also, little teaser, we're filming a a vlog. So it'll be our second vlog, but it'll be the first vlog with, with, not that Ewan wasn't a guest, but with an actual guest. (laughs) Sorry, you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the RSS podcast, Lozzy. Uh But yeah, so we're we're doing a vlog down there oh, on Tuesday. Geez. So keep keep your eyes out for that. That's really really exciting. Um, and you know what we might need after? I've I've a feeling after that podcast, after no, after the vlog, after we get put through the ringer, we're gonna need some recovery. Whether it's hot recovery, uh, definitely, David. Cold recovery. We're gonna need all of it. So. Let's get into the topic of the week because it's all about recovery. And there you go. So transition. To be fair, like I was, yeah, I know. I hold. I had a little pause. Um, no, so yeah, I think so. Last time we spoke about this, we, t- we talked about cold recovery. And just before I forget to mention this, um, David, on the day you're only allowed to do cold, th- cold. Um, Cold recovery, and I'm only allowed to do hot recovery, and we're going to have oh. our own study. Um, <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, uh, hey, why do I we... get cold though? You're there in the sauna. All right, sauna I'll go in the ice bath. Though. I'll just be chilling in. You go in the sauna, and I'll just be chilling in the ice bath like this. So, guys, this is a uh, cold, cold water. Uh, I'm doing all right, and just everything like... below is frozen. Yeah, no, more like. Brilliant. I'm mad. I'm in the cold water. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, no, so. Just to just to hit it off with some uh, general knowledge, so different. Well, types hang on, of hang on a second. Before recovery. that, before that, before sorry, 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 sorry. Before that, real quick cap recap because we did part one. So this is ice baths or hot packs part two, the recovery dilemma. We did part one, and actually, we're just going to talk about cold and hot on the same podcast. But we talked about cold, and it got to like forty-five minutes, and we're like, okay, well, we can't talk about hot. So we decided to break it up. So if you want to hear the cold, go um, go listen to that. It's episode, I'm going to pull it up, episode 25. That's a while ago already, isn't it? So episode 25, Ice yeah. Paths or Hot Packs, The Recovery Dilemma, part one. And that there we talk everything cold therapy. What kind of different cold therapies, what we thought about ice baths. We also did, or I did the ice bath like video. So that's on our YouTube channel or on Instagram and four different parts. So listen to that if you're interested in it. And today, sorry, Matt, we're going to talk about everything heat. Basically, we just talked about cold can reduce inflammation. It can treat existing injuries. So what is why is heat different? So on a general basis, heat would be different. Very simply, you wouldn't like it. It's, it's essentially hot so you can get that through saunas steam rooms you can even get it through heat packs hot water bottles which i really like at times i've seen many people use Ooh, big hot um, water bottle guy in the winter man you a big hot water you bottle know, guy look at what winter. i'm wearing bro you can't you can't imagine this just snuggled up with a hot water bottle by the fire like this 
just just relax and watch a nice little uh, flick. Um, <laughs> little Hallmark you know, movie, the, a Hallmark w- Christmas movie. Yeah, Love Actually or something. Love Actually just covered up with a hot tea, just a beverage in my Tim Hortons. Just your low fat hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. My half and half. Um, no, you can't imagine my chocolate milk. Uh, what's it? C- pumpkin spice latte or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't imagine me. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> mate, we we are on a roll today with these transitions. This Unbelievable. Is good. This Anyways, is good. so so on a general note, so those are the sort of rough idea types of heat recovery methods that you guys can use. Um, and on a basis of why that works, well, heat relaxes muscles. So while icy temperatures can help reduce inflammation. Heat helps dilate blood vessels and promotes the blood flow. So if your muscle is sort of spasming, heat is best. Uh, heat, I mean, heat is also used with athletes. It's I don't know which, like, if athletes prefer cold to heat or heat to cold. Um, sorry, let me, I'm going to scratch that whole thing. So heat can, is, is also very common in athletes. Um, I don't know if it's pure science on why they do it or if it's just a preference. Because um, I know a lot of uh, athletes, sorry. I know a lot of athletes um, and a lot of them do prefer using heat methods. Uh, and I mean, you know, in terms of performance, saunas can be used to acclimatize, acclimatize to those uh, different environments that they're going to be competing in. You know, so say if you're doing for our athletes out there, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it in Loughborough where there's, I mean, there's these treadmills in this like hot, hot area. And I think um, when I was working at Powerbase, actually, and Greg goes, oh, can you just escort the guy to the heat acclimatization pods or something? And I, I went back there and the poor guy working, who works for a techno gym carried this big toolbox and was just <laughs> trying to screw and just sweating because it was like 30 or something degrees in there. And he's just trying to what, sort they out didn't these turn it um, down? You're talking, there's like a physiology nah. lab in the back. <laughs> like, no, no. Because it's a oh, heat God, chamber yeah. and also an altitude chamber back there as well. So they could do both. Yeah. But you're telling me they didn't turn it down for poor guy to like fix it? Maybe that was the problem. It just wouldn't turn off or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? I thought so too. But uh, so I held the door open for him, just stood back outside, yeah. you know, work smart, not hard. Um, and I was like, you're right, mate. You need water? No. And he's just on the <laughs> floor, just still screwing sweating i'm like yeah no you're all good boss you're all good you're all good um but no so and then another thing is although heat is um being researched in the form of like hot water bottles or heat packs you know uh saunas are still relatively new to research and even more so post uh post workout recovery infrared saunas have you seen have you seen how like infrared recovery yeah have you heard about that I don't buy it. I don't listen. I've just heard like I don't buy it. Anecdotal stuff. I don't. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, too, I know they have it in England camps, but I just I don't know. Anyways, I don't know too much about it, so I won't I won't speak further on it. Um, but yeah, have you ever tried any hot water therapy? Hot water. Yeah. Hot recovery. Heat yeah. Recovery therapy. Yeah. Heat heat therapy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess it just depends on what you're after, as usual. Um, yeah, so definitely like there's been, I've read a couple papers as well that shows like heat can help with DOMS, DOMS soreness, although the mechanisms aren't really that fully understood yet. And I think it's, I, I think like kind of these kind of adjunct therapies, like cold heat, maybe, maybe infrared, although I'm, 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 
don't know about that one, but who knows? Um, it's a really new one, that that one, I think. Um, but th these adjunct therapies, they're obviously really difficult to do studies on because it's hard to blind people. Like they know what's happening. And there's and there's so many yeah. different mechanisms going on. It's hard to say that it's only from this or only from that. So I think a lot of it is, at the end of the day, going to be like what makes you feel good. And like, like, so like there's been papers that show like it helps with, with back pain, like heat, heat packs on back pain or like muscle spasms or sore muscles and stuff like that. But I think, I guess the way I look at it is just a, it, knowing kind of the mechanisms as far as we know, like you said, heat um, dilates blood vessels and increases blood flow. So for example, if, if you have an injury or something, that's or you have a lot of inflammation then i wouldn't go heat because it's just going to bring even more inflammation or more blood flow to that area right um whereas like cold if if you're looking to maybe decrease inflammation or decrease pain that way then then cold is the way to go so i guess it depends what what um what you're what you're looking at but i think heat has like going away from performance has in the last years been shown hugely to improve cardiovascular health, which is really interesting. And the papers I read had some had to do more. Um, so they, they put them in a sauna and it, it was shown to alleviate arterial stiffness. Um, so people with really stiff arteries, so really high blood pressure, and it's been shown to to alleviate that arterial stiffness in both the carotid and the femoral arteries, which is like two of two of the biggest arteries in your body, um, to to decrease uh, blood pressure and, and, and increase cardiovascular health. So that's huge um, because you know anyone can, I'm gonna, not anyone, but no one's going to be like physically unable to sit in a hot room. You know what I mean? So because like yeah. their legs, like, cause they can't walk or, you know, they can't do exercise or something. So that's cool. Um, the only thing I would say about that is like saunas and stuff, especially cardiovascular disease, because like if you're on average, the person who's like struggling with cardiovascular disease is probably older, like, like 60 and above probably. And I think the only thing you have to be like <clears throat> cautious of is thermoregulation in those settings. Because if, if you have some other like comorbidities going on and you can't thermally regulate your body very well, if you take yourself then into a really, really humid and really, really hot environment, your body is not going to be able to dissipate that heat at all. It's like, what are the two ways that we dissipate heat? One's like sweating so putting the heat into sweat which leaves the body or bringing or bringing blood to the periphery and then it escaping that way like through our skin right but in a hot tub you can't sweat because the outside environment is more humid so you're not going to sweat and also you can't dissipate heat through your skin because the outside environment is also hotter than your body does that make so so if you're if you're a health like a young or just healthy individual who can 
who can like thermoregulate very well, then saunas are no problem. But you see that a lot on like, um, on hot tubs and hotels and stuff that, that like elderly people aren't supposed to sit in there for a long period of time because they can get like, they can pass out because their body is not thermoregulating because they're not able to. So uh, that's the only reason why I won't say like anyone can do it because not anyone can do it. No, that, that, that's a really good point in the sense that like, yeah, they, I guess they can still do it, but they have to be monitored more closely. Like there's less freedom with how they can use that method of uh, modality of recovery, like heat recovery. Um, but like, you know, you hear a lot of people just trying to create a little excuse, like say for the ice bath, they're like, yeah, but it doesn't work that well. It's like, have you ever, have you ever tried it? And they're like, nah, but I, it's from the studies. And you're like, you're just, you're just scared of cold water, uh, cold water, my mate. You're scared of cold water. Just hop right in. Stop it. Stop it. Or do you know what I mean? Like they just, just hop right in. Obviously if, if you're, you got to look at the, who you are as a person, if you do have, um, existing, uh, physical, what's it like qualities that could stop you from doing that, then, uh, obviously yeah, look into it further and see if you can, because or... yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of like a study that I read that, um, compared sort of heat with cooling, they said, stated that because of the differences in the exercise type temperature and timing of the use of cold and heat and after exercise in different studies, there is no con- clear conclusion as to the efficacy of either modality on reducing delayed onset muscle soreness. However, they carried on to test in a hundred, um, subjects at similar fitness level. Um, they accomplished leg squats for 15 minutes and heat and cold were applied after or 24 hours using thermocare for heat and then cold wraps for, for cold. Um, and then measurements obtained were strength, like the force to passively move the knee, um, analog visual pain scales and blood myoglobin. And blood myoglobin is essentially a protein that's found in your striated muscles, which includes skeletal muscles um, and heart muscles. Its main function is to supply oxygen to the cells in your muscles, myocytes, um, and all, yeah. So essentially they use those sort of scales or measurements to determine their conclusion. and there was a control subject group, which in turn lost 24% strength after exercise, whereas subjects with heat or cold just after exercise only lost 4% of strength. Bloody good. Um, and, nice. <coughs> um, and yeah, so myoglobin in the control and heat, in control, heat and cold was um, averaged, and there was 135.1% of the baseline data. For reducing pain, control subjects showed a significant amount of pain in the days after the exercise, but cold immediately after exercise or 24 hours later was superior to heat in reducing pain. So using their pain, like I, I, I'm not sure the actual, actual number, but heat and cold can be comparable for reducing pain. But in myoglobin, um, there was a lower percentage for the heat group. I think it was a 20 or 29 point, no, 29 flat percentage um, in reduction. But I will, I will post it. Eh, David, David, here's the study that I'm talking about right now. <laughs> and I will actually put the study. I will put the study. Um, no, you won't. No, you but, won't. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, I will. RSS promise. Just uh, my signature <laughs> right here. Right so there. so that was, so sum that up, sum that up really quickly because I got a little bit lost. Definitely don't do nothing. So that's one little summary, a key point that you can take. Don't do nothing. Use either cold or heat to help with DOMS, to help with uh, 
to, to, to they said that for cold, if you're going to do cold, cold was superior to heat in terms of uh, reducing the pain scale. So like reducing DOMS essentially um, right. when like performing the leg squats. Uh, was it leg squats? Leg squats, leg press. Nice, nice leg squats. No, it was leg squats. Oppo- opposed to no, arm it was squats. leg squats. No, it was leg squats. Actually, that's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb, but it, I, I was right, even though it sounds ridiculous. No, so it was leg squats. Um, and yeah, so they found that twenty-four hours after when performing the leg squats again, cold was less on the visual, like uh, on the on the pain analog scale. Um, analog visual pain scale there you go um yeah. and blood myoglobin was found to be lower in heat no higher in heat and lower in cold Holy by 29 percent. sorry dude matt that I've wasn't a lot of that wasn't here. a sum up that was you just saying all of it again you, <laughs> so basically right right if you're looking to reduce pain you've got a lot of ouchies in your leg do cold after 24 hours right so cold was better than hot and if and if you're feeling yeah that's if it's ouchies and if it's feeling tight like can't move use heat bring some blood flow back into those leg squats that you desirely want to do that's what that study found nice. um that was good that was and nice. if it's ouchies was that better and if it's sick tight, yeah perfect nice yeah if it's tight no ouchies use heat ouchies no tight cold <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious uh nice yeah that makes sense I think, again, like what we said before is that a lot of it's going to, when it's not like a perfect science, I think you can still be like with heat and cold, definitely still be like science led, you know, but at the end of the day, as long as you're allowing yourself to be led by science and then from that, do what feels good or do what works from you or for you, you know, have you heard about heat shock proteins? No, no. So the proteins in your body yep. that react to different stresses, um, like altitude or external stress, well, which would be altitude. So that was a stupid thing to say, David. Or heat. Yeah, leg squats. <laughs> leg squats. That's right. And they're like, and they seem to have a lot of impact on on um, possibly like treatment, even for disease. But they they seem to react to temperature quite quite a lot as well, and I I've read a little bit about it, and it seems at least that they react to heat as well, and the way they react to heat, and I guess this just goes back to kind of the mechanism, and they, one of the ways they react to heat is is um, an increase in nitric oxide, which is which is a really really strong vasodilator. If you ever take pre-workout, one and also like full pump, CNP full pump will have nitric oxide in it um, because it's a vasodilator. So that's one of the ways like that they think is is a mechanism for the increased blood flow. And vasodilation is just the dilation for anyone who doesn't know or the increase in size of your like blood vessels. So bigger blood vessels or your blood vessels opening up to allow more blood flow through them. Um, so that's pretty interesting. I've heard heat shock proteins also been talked about. And I think this was just on a podcast um, for cold as well. I haven't read much about them at all. So 
I don't know. The only the only time I have seen them is when talking about heat therapy. Well, speaking about podcasts, you wanted to bring up uh, the Huberman podcast, which is just your all time oh, favorite. Mate. This is a an absolute dream. So he's got an hour and fifty three minutes. Um, <laughs> a bit short, mate. Come on. Yeah, give us uh, something. Listener retention. Come on. Um, no, so he's got an hour and 53 <clears throat> minutes where he describes the mechanisms by which uh, deliberate heat exposure impacts body temperature, metabolism, metabolism, heart health, hormone production, exercise recovery, exposure, um, mood and longevity all gets affected by heat. Um, and he does detail specific protocols for deliberate heat exposure, um, including times. Uh, and then he talks about a bit about sauna versus hot bath versus open air heat. Um, and then mm. to be fair, he's got, um, these articles, um, where he, where he discusses that. So, you know, it's, it's very good. And in there, he talks about how sauna can enhance the muscle recovery process by increasing blood circulation, and carrying oxygen, rich blood to oxygen depleted muscles. Um, and he said like he in turn, he uses saunas a lot. And I remember him speaking to Joe Rogan about this, another, you know, big fan of this podcast, um, and where he spoke about like what sort of temperatures they do. Oh, and they were saying these temperatures and I was in the car listening to this and I just, I was like, well, that's Fahrenheit. So that means nothing to me right now. And I can't check it cause I'm driving. And of course I've forgotten the numbers. Um, well, it's probably like no, 120 that, on, or something like that. Fahrenheit. Something, something ridiculous. Um, a hundred, a hundred Fahrenheit talk- is around 40 Celsius. So yeah, it's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like a hot tub's usually like 105 or 110. Probably around that because so I remember probably, they were talking like I, I think obviously Joe Rogan, the extremist, massive guy, like just he was on, he said something over like one, he was like saying 130, something crazy like in Celsius, like I'd say 50 or something. And he was just, he sits in there for like 20 minutes, like an absolute tank, just <laughs> sweating. Um, but and saunas, yeah, I, I think saunas you can. Sorry, sorry, just a quick thing. Saunas, I think you can have hotter than hot tubs because you're not immersed in water. Yeah. So because it's a dry, so it can release and like sweat. you, you can still sweat. So it's it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, mm. anecdotally, what were you saying? I've... Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you: Have you done steam room or sauna, or, or, or both? Sorry, have you done both? I've done both, yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't know about you, but I've, I like steam rooms. Like the okay, how do I say this? Steam room is like when steam room is like a calmer version of the sauna. Obviously, it's different sort of type of heat exposure because one's more humidity based, the other one's just dry heat. Um, But yeah, I, I I always found the sauna just to be more, even even on like a internally i just thought i'd felt so much better after a sauna like i felt more my muscles felt looser in a sense like mate when i hit legs right after four weeks every year mm-hmm. once a year when i hit legs and those doms are hitting hard I, I just getting into the there was a nice little david lloyd i go to jacuzzi uh little hot tub and yeah i can tell you like anecdotally i haven't you know obviously taken a muscle out and examined it but you do feel so much better like mentally as well you just feel clearer. So even if you're not doing this for performance um, benefits, there's so many general. 
properties that you can take from it in the sense that you know even if you're not doing it for even if you don't go to the gym or exercise there are still so many benefits and advantages you can take um just from immersing yourself into hot water or just going to a sauna yeah should we get yeah, I mean, it doesn't, for three thousand pounds they're expensive it doesn't hurt yeah a little imagine having like a little backyard sauna but yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt. And I guess like as a little sum up, I guess what we've read is like, obviously, it's going to increase blood flow. So if you're looking for increased blood flow, whether it's like decreased pain from DOMS, maybe, or especially tight muscles, it could possibly help. But it seems like what you're saying, right? Ice works better for pain from DOMS and heat seems to work better to relieve stiff muscles so take that as you will um i i've i've probably done more ice baths than i have saunas in my life but maybe that's just because you can have an ice bath wherever so and then just quickly before we log off or anything um do not do the sauna well i highly recommend you not doing a sauna before your workout we are talking about post-workout recovery modalities and if you are doing a sauna rehydrate as soon as possible Um, unless you're trying to make weight for a fight but obviously that's an exception um do rehydrate it is dangerous to just sauna for like say 20 minutes just sweat and get in the shower and then just walk off you know because you will be extremely dehydrated Um, and then do not plan to stay in the sauna longer than 20 minutes unless you've been advised to from a medical professional Um, and then with the heat don't go ridiculous heat two minutes that doesn't make sense you want to keep it nice steady and balanced what do people always say just balance is the key to everything don't go to any extreme Um, and if you do want to go to an extreme heavily research that because if you're the only one doing it then there may be an issue you may be a pioneer but you may be a a dumb pioneer that will fall short you also might so do use this yeah definitely yeah it's like ice right you don't have to be sitting on ice so you'll you'll burn yourself and the same thing goes for heat you can really hurt yourself and like you were saying just be smart now you don't go super hot and then only a couple minutes be in there for you know 10 minutes 15 minutes um, if you're someone who struggles with thermoregulation, be very careful. I would definitely recommend talking to a doctor before you do any sauna or hot tub, especially if you if you struggle with thermoregulation, um, because yeah, that that can just bring you into a world of difficulties and problems, um, and just put you at greater risk. <laughs> Let's get deep into some quick fire questions, David. Come on, I've missed these. Are you I've missed ready? These. Oh, yeah, well, I've got some been, fun ones. All the guests have been hogging the quick fire questions. I'm like, I want quick fire questions. <laughs> I've got two great ones to kick off with, and then we're going to go into some deep ones just for funsies. Nice. What, um, what we should do before you start, what I thought is we should get like a next guest be like, all right, now we got quick fire questions for David. <laughs> Guess just like oh, I'll just just see be like, then. And a good guess is like, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, no, so we won't do that. Are you ready, David? We love our guests. Yeah, come on. What mythical creature did you believe that was real? Probably the Ogopogo, which is the Canadian version of the Loch Ness monster. So the Loch Ness monster. Nice. <laughs> do public restrooms make you self-conscious? 
No. No. Nice. Unless I really have to let out, unless I really got to unload, you know, and then you're like, and it's always quiet. Like there's, they need to have, so maybe the answer is yes. They need to have like loud music going on. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. It's the RSS podcast. Um, No. So what world, what world record do you think you have a shot at beating? Longest, longest time laying in bed. Nice. Okay. That's a good one. If you could, what, what is the biggest animal you think you could beat in a fight? Oh, that's a good question. The biggest animal. So I just have to think of like Mm. a big dumb animal. I don't know. Um, the only animals I can okay, think of let me, let right me shout, now. Let me shout animals to you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go, go, go. All right. A cat. Yes. Wow, so you'd beat, beat up a cat. David, guys, RSS, get at him. He just said he'd beat... No, um, a chicken. A, a scary chicken. <laughs> a scary chicken? I think I could take on a scary, scary. chicken. Yeah. All right. Anything uh, small, you could uh, just... All you need is one good boot, you know? Yeah, German it's... Shepherd. Oh, didn't think of dogs. Crazy, eh? If it's an angry German Shepherd, I don't know. Um. All right, all right. We'll, we'll take away dogs because they are proper, proper evil. Um. Do wait, wait, wait. Do I get I... this? Is this has gone past the realms of quick fire questions? But do I get a weapon, or do I have to bear? No, no, no. Do yeah, caveman. Do I have style. to bear? Do I have to bear knuckle it? You're in you're in a Can desert, f- right? There could be rocks around. If you find a rock, you know, then that's your weapon. I don't know why I did it right. like that. That's your weapon. Um, but <laughs> what other animal? Okay, okay. Uh, anteater. Yeah, this is very difficult. Ostrich. This is a difficult question because ooh, oh, if I got lucky, maybe just get it. This long is a neck. difficult. I feel like there's there's only two types of animals. Animals you could beat very easily, like a scary chicken or a cat. And then there's and then there's like gorillas, chimps, lions, tigers, bears, cougars, and everything else, kangaroos. You know, there's nothing like in the middle. Actually, maybe kangaroo if you got lucky. But if, if you know, but even if a kangaroo, you know what the biggest animal is that I think I could take on? I've got it. What? A cow. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Not a bull, but uh, a, a cow. No, That's a, a good cow. one. They're big, a right? Cow? What are they going to do? Yeah. Because they just don't know their own strength. Like a horse. Could you beat up can, a horse? A horse gets, no, because horses get angry. And they'll, like, they'll yeah. just kick you and you're done. You know? What about a donkey? Also, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Another yeah, question. That's a good one. Yeah, any kicking. This one's quick, though. It's the kicking, you know? Okay, go, go, go. What do you think is the key to living a good life? Oh, this is a quick one, hey? <laughs> the key to living a good life. Um, I think I think a big part, at least for me, is finding people who 
are who are on the same wavelength venue and like like what you said earlier finding your community find your community with people who um understand you who you can be yourself around i think is a big thing and then and then we'll leave the podcast on is this the last question i I was just gonna do a little quote at the end that would feed into this last answer i've got a quote do unto others as you would like them to do unto you (laughs) and i think if you live that way you'll be fine there you go and in the words of marcus aurelius when you arise in the morning think what a privilege it is to be there you go that guy (laughs) when you arise in the morning think of what a privilege it is to be alive to think to enjoy to love waste no time arguing what about what a good person should be just be one Wow. That was, you know what? Me and you are on the same wavelength on those quotes as well. Right. I bet Don't you Andrew Huberman about... doesn't do quotes at the end of his. Sorry, Andrew Huberman. I'm a massive fan. Yeah. <laughs> also, come on to the RSS podcast. We'd be happy to have you. All the articles that we spoke about will be posted either at the end or whilst we spoke about certain bits of the hot, hot water therapy. I will make sure of that. Don't worry. Um, yeah, David, take it away. We hope you enjoy the podcast. As always, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below what you think, uh, what you thought about this one or other ones. Hit that subscribe button wherever it is. If you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, there's so many different places you can find your podcasts. Podcasts. Wherever you're finding your podcast, make sure you follow us there. Hit us up on Instagram. We're on TikTok as well. Twitter. Follow us there. Interact with us. Let you Let us know what you think about the podcast if you'd like to hear something else or something more if you have a guest that you think we should get on just let us know we love the interaction until next time we are the real sports science podcast and we're out (laughs) 